Hello, and welcome to the Fisher Poetry Podcast, a showcase of prose, poetry, and song written and performed by those in the commercial fishing community. Mostly. I'm your host, Brad. Thanks for joining us today. Today's episode is from the 2023 Fisher Poetry Gathering in Astoria, Oregon. You'll be hearing from Fisher poet Megan Jervis of Homer, Alaska, with introduction by MC Maggie Birch. Megan's performance was recorded at the Liberty Theater on Friday, February 24th, 2023. So, without further ado, here's Megan. Next up, I have the honor of introducing a good friend of mine, Megan Gervais, and our fishing stories are braided together here and there. So she is also a Bristol Bay fisherman and um, runs her boat there. And here she is. Well, it's, uh, it's really special to be here, and especially to have Maggie as an MC. She's really super special. And um, it's my first Fisher Poet. Um, kind of a tough act to follow with that guy. He's all fun, and uh, this one's a little bit serious. Um, I got a little fun coming down the line. Um, I'm just going to rearrange here. This one's called It'll Fish. Backlash on opening set. The sickening ripping of web made a whale-size hole in the net. We can fix it. Stretch it over the back deck. Corks hooked over the port cleat. Lead line looped over the fair lead. Trim the flap. Koozie it up. Won't be perfect. Just good enough. It'll fish. Often the fix is easy. Just a loose electrical connection or fuel. Change the raycore and the engine roars back to life. For the, le- for the leaky hydraulic hose, we have a spare. Look under the port side bunk. For the toughest bolt to break free, try two drops of penetrating oil and a cheater bar on the biggest wrench, mallet coercion, and put the heat to it. Work smarter, not harder. Add a few choice words and the blood from your knuckles. For non-moving parts, don't underestimate the value of marine adhesive, well chosen and carefully applied to make it as good as new. No. It's better than new. It's custom. And it'll fish. It is perhaps 10 times more work to fix anything on anchor than in the yard, and 50 times harder to fix it when it's blowing west 25 and the bilge ate your 3 eighths wrench, and you're days away from parts, and you haven't slept more than two in 24 for who knows how long. But some repairs cannot be anticipated. The components concealed within their dark steel housings, and even if we ply them with the proper lubricant at regular intervals, 
they occasionally give up at inconvenient moments. Like the shorn spline shaft on the hydraulic pump that quit mid-set during the peak of the run while we were drifting toward the breakers with a heavy net. That was an expensive one, not just in parts, but missed fishing. Some fixes require eight hours on the phone standing in the rigging, troubleshooting, and ordering parts in sideways rain, and the cell signal keeps dropping. Sorry, sad deckhands scan the tender lines to see what we aren't delivering. The next plane is when? Some things are beyond repair. Electronics eaten by salt water. That black pipe fitting on the bronze washdown pump, it just crumbled in my hand. That did teach a lesson about galvanic corrosion and dissimilar metals, combinations destined for dysfunction. Won't repeat that mistake. I am held together by splash zone, zip ties, black tape, hose clamps, the spare scrap of busted buoy, and hanging twine hitched back upon itself over and over for strength, and a bit of 4200 for good measure. Not the prettiest fix, but functional. Every repair tells the story of itself. A knot correctly tied can fix many things and can for a time even hold together the broken parts of broken hearts. The better fix takes a little more doing. Untie the lines and point the boat to sea. Apply wind, sky, salt, and northern latitudes. Withhold sleep and top off the hydraulic oil and diesel tanks. Then bring on the salmon. Won't ever be like new, but it'll fish. So one of the biggest pleasures of my life is getting to um, have my kids on my boat and um, fish on board with my kids. And I'm, I feel lucky enough that my son drove down from Bellingham where he lives and met me here. He's right over there. <laughs> so talking, of, like speaking of fixing things, like the person who actually fixes the most things on the boat is Gus. Um, so really glad you're here. Um, anyway, this next one, um, this, this summer I uh, had a little like brush with mortality, um, being there as a friend's boat sank. Everybody got off okay, but um, just this one, yeah, having the mortality and then also like having my, having my kid here in the audience, um, it's really special. Okay, since time only moves in one direction. Time only moves in one direction, unlike the tide.
the reliable ocean inhalation flooding upstream until high water slack. A peaceful pause before the unstoppable ebbing exhalation, then low water where only chocolate ribbons of river flow between sandbars. But time only moves in one direction. Unlike our net, spooling out while the drum hums and the main thrums, corks squeak over the stern roller until at last the net is in the water, towline under tension, net hooked and salmon splashing. Then we haul the gear, pick it up and set it out over and over again like breathing, a cycle as certain as the tide, as certain as the next breath. But time only moves in one direction. Unlike the salmon who ride the currents as smolts out migrating through eddies and estuaries, fresh water to salt, to eat or be eaten and grow until the moment they turn back toward their natal streams to navigate home by taste and feel, by instinct and reaction, by an invisible compass, pushing past nets and hooks and beaks and teeth and claws, now from salt water to fresh, back home to spawning streams, a repeating cycle of departure and return, an ebb and flood of their living flesh. But the ship of time moves only in one direction. One moment, a small child sleeps in a Rubbermaid tote under the galley table, dreams shaped by the motion of the ocean. And the next moment, they are working shoulder to shoulder with us on deck. And I look down to see that my hands are no longer my own. They are now my mother's hands. This is not the ebbing tide that will someday turn, nor a net we will haul back in. No, this is the ship of time we ride in one unwavering direction toward the horizon through each luminous and fleeting moment, leaving only memories in our wake. So now, now I have a song, and um, I'm, I'm fairly new to uke playing. I started um, three or four years ago bringing a little ukulele on my boat, and that's mostly where I like to play. It's a good boat-sized instrument for a drift boat, and um, the one I keep on my boat has um, Velcro, and I have a little spot where I stick it right above my boat and my bunk. And um, you know when it's really rough when the ukulele falls down. Um, anyway, I started out just playing this one song over and over again. 
Um, it was called uh, Alabama Chicken, and Gus had to listen to it a lot. And then I, I learned I, that was just two chords, and then I, you know, progressed to playing three chords, and now I can play four chords. Um, but this is the first song I ever wrote, um, and it has four chords. Um, but let me find it. Um, I think, is that okay? Okay. So I'm just going to give a little bit more preamble to this because um, it needs it, I guess, and I'm nervous to sing. But a lot of people ask you, know, ask you what you do for a living. I'm like, I'm a fisherman, and everybody says, oh, that sounds really fun. And I'm like, yeah, it's really fun, except when it's not. Um, so this song is kind of about the times when it's, when it's not fun, um, and then we just keep fishing anyway. Okay. Holes in all my gloves, coffee's run out, alternator just caught fire and I'm starting to have some doubts. Vicky's all our dull, the crew just says they're tired. But oh well, let's set the net. There are fish out there that we haven't caught yet. The tide is right, let's fish tonight. We'll load the boat with no one else in sight. Made a set on the sandbar, seemed like a good thing to do. But the seals came and cleaned it out, cause they have to eat too. When I set one on the line, fish were coming in from the west. But a jet came and corked me off Cause that's what they do best But oh well, let's set the net There are fish out there that we haven't caught yet The tide is right, we'll fish tonight We'll load the boat with no one else in sight been fishing for a month now to pay someone else's debts only. He don't know he's my ex-husband yet. Canary posted a price, not even a buck you could say. What the? Can't say that on public radio, but I can say, what the hell? Let's set the net. There are fish out there that we haven't caught yet. The tide is right. Let's fish tonight. We'll load the boat with no one else in sight. The bilge pump keeps on running and I don't know why. Burned up three condenser impellers. I just want to hide in the bilge and cry. Think the crew has scurvy. They look at me with mutinous eyes. But oh well, let's set the net. There are fish out there that we haven't caught yet. The 
Thanks, everybody. That was Megan Jervis, recorded at the Liberty Theater in Astoria, Oregon, on Friday, February 24th, 2023. Well, that's it. This one's in the tote. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is written and produced by Brad Wartman. The theme music for this episode is courtesy of Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole. If you'd like to appear on or have comments about the show, please send an email to thefisherpoetryarchive at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to haul the latest episodes into your net. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is available via our podcast host, Spotify, as well as Apple, Google, and Amazon. You can listen to our other podcast episodes, watch our YouTube videos, and join our community by going to thefisherpoetryarchive.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Come all young sailormen, listen to me. I'll sing you a song of the fish in the sea. Blow your winds westerly, westerly blow. We're bound to the southern, so steady she goes.